Hi folks, this is Film Query, the query experience of the media you love. I'm Indy, a webworker of the Veda. And I'm Chloe, and my pronouns are she, her. Our film for this week is When Marnie Was There, which is a Studio Ghibli film from 2014, adapted from a book um, that came out in the 60s. Um, also called When Marna Was There, written by Joan G. Robinson. It's about Anna, a young girl who moves to the country. So in the book, she moves to Norfolk. <laughs> and in the movie, she moves to like the countryside uh, in Japan. Um, so she moves there after like she's been ill or something like that. Yeah, it's like a health. Like I think she just has like bad asthma, to be honest. Yeah, but, that's um, what it like. That's what it's like in the movie. Anyway, I've not read the book. I've not read the book. I think in the book, uh, she just just she's ill. I think. I think it's probably from all the fucking like asbestos they had in the fucking <laughs> like houses. Can you imagine? It's like you know how in period dramas. I don't know if you really watch them, and they'll be like, right, we have to send Elizabeth oh, off yeah. to the countryside to to catch some sea air. Because she is quite unwell, and it's just like she's mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's like she's just depressed, and being in the countryside makes her feel less depressed. Yeah. I mean, don't we all need that? <laughs> if it, it's been said as Wi-Fi, I'm going to do my Wordle. Like, Fair enough. On that. That, that's for my mental that, health. That reminds me, I need to do my hair duel today. I'm going to start that. I just have not had the time. Quite it's funny true. because, um, like, the one for April Fools, and that's when I started doing it, like, three days ago, yeah. um, was I got Rickrolled. <laughs> oh. For those who don't know what Rickrolling is, it's when, you know, you get this, like, link or whatever, um, or they say, oh, you know, check this out or, you know, do this, and then you get redirected to the music video for Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Hence why it's called Rick Rolled. Rick Astley is from there where I live. He's, um, mm. yeah, I'm sure Rena Hill. Right, where I live, there's certain areas where it's debated. Is this part of St. Helens? Or mm-hmm. is this part of, is it its own little bit of, you know? Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that Rain Hill does follow, fall under the jurisdiction of St. Helens. Yeah. You know, I never actually mind when I get Rick Rolled because. That, the the song never gonna give you up is a bit of a bop. I'm not gonna lie. As I've gotten older, I've realised that too. It was yeah, really it's, like, it's not so there. bad. But yeah, let's go. Yeah, back to when Marnie was there. So basically, Anna is off in the countryside, and she, you know, she's kind of having a hard time. You know, she's feeling quite isolated. She's not. She's not really making any friends, and then she meets. Marnie, this uh, blonde lassie with oh, blonde hair. <laughs> She's a blonde lassie, blonde hair. Really? Really? No way. Oh my um, god, is that the, that's a twist in the film. Everything else And as the friendship kind of develops, develops. Yeah, I was. I'm just. I'm just reading their wee plan here. Um, I was going to say unravels. No, that's not the right word um it's not i did just copy this from somewhere to be honest just so we had something that's fair don't worry about it um so as their friendship develops anna realizes that 
her and Marnie have a closer relationship than one might think. And we're thinking, oh, is it is it queer? You know, is it you know thingy? And a lot of people at the time when this film was released were like, oh my god, we were we were um, it's a queer film, and then they changed it because of the twist. Would you like to tell us the twist? Before I say the twist, I was actually really pissed off about the twist, and I think we were queer bitches, kind of. I'll explain in a minute, but basically. It turns out that Marnie is a ghost of her grandma, of Anna's grandma. Mm-hmm. And that she used to look after Anna, but then was too ill and died. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the twist of the relationship. Yeah, so it, it's never not gay. queer at all. It's, it's your gran. <laughs> oh, that's my gran. It's not queer, it's your gran. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people, when this film was released um they were like oh my god we've been queer baited but it's up for discussion because the original book is actually labeled as a ghost story um i mean not that ghosts can't be queer i think i think queer ghosts would be quite cool i want to see ghosts about queer people like one of them's gay yeah i haven't watched that one it's by the Horrible Histories crew, and they kind of done blackface. And no. I didn't, I didn't realize it when I was weak. Like we all watched Horrible Histories, especially if you were in the UK. But like watching it back as an adult, when was that blackface? They do black and brown face, and you're just like, well, not like quite blackface. They do brown face definitely, and you're just like, oh shit. So I haven't watched Ghosts. It kind of. When I tried to watch the first episode, but it was very rada Like, Rade? very... Rada. It's like the the fancy drama school that all the UK actors go ah, to, and it's all okay. nepotism-y. Um, so when someone says something's like rada it's like it's like they went to school with these people, and they're all, they all speak the same. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I was just like, ah, oh, it's a bit... It's a bit too home counties for me. I was just like, eh. But if people want us to cover it on the pod, I'll watch it, obviously. But I was just like, eh. <laughs> I did not I did not know one. I've just looked at it and it is like a thing. That, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Basically, um, there's this whole trend on Twitter, Twitter just now where like people are talking about, oh, nepple babies, nepotism babies. If you want, if you want a juicy thing on nepotism, literally just look at the UK acting industry. Literally, like oh, it's the uh, brown face was so bad. Yeah, so and apparently no, it. it's okay. Uh, all of, not all of their stuff. Like some of their stuff was actually incorrect on the show as well. Apparently, yeah. No, I've just seen a thing on Reddit when I was looking for the pit for pictures. Um, yeah, apparently some of the stuff was just terrible like not terrible they're just wrong like an example was they did a thing about chinese people mm-hmm. and they said that all they ate was like bugs and they did eat bugs but it's not all they ate yeah which reads off as very you know yeah it's not good um but back to when Marty was there yeah enough about queer ghosts we want to know about grand ghosts grand ghosts so i 
do you know how pissed I was about this? I actually turned it off. I was oh my really God. irritated. I was like, I've spent hours watching this film and the pe- I didn't, I'd like to put out, I wasn't even that invested in them being queer. I was just so disappointed that that was the way it was going. It's mm-hmm. that like, I don't know, I kind of thought it was going to be a bit more, like, I don't know, more like, um, she was real, but in a different, like she was kind of like they were both experienced, kind of like a time paradox when you know, they're both experiencing it. Mm-hmm. at the same time but they're in different times if that see that's sense. what i like later on there's a theory that you put in the plan and mm-hmm. i actually thought the title like i was fully on the time paradox bandwagon until i read that and i was like oh shit was that was that was that was that was that, yeah. was that what that was supposed to be i think yeah but i personally feel that the uh, people who made this film, in my opinion, and I do have a very uh, British stance on, like, that makes me sound like a colonizer. I'm not. I just mean <laughs> that in Britain, in, no one is very touchy feely. Like, let's be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna say I had, I used to be shy, but I have a baby. When I change this nappy, I was like, I won't look, like, because. The only because the only context you ever see a penis is like if you're into you know you know what I mean is in a sexual yeah. context. So unless like, you're an artist and you're having to do like this is fifty yeah. life drawings and there's just a willy out and you're just like right okay. We can't all have that joyous experience, sadly. Some of us must just deal with it, seeing it just before a shack. So like, I thought that the relationship definitely seemed romantic. That like that. They were really mm-hmm. close. They, I think for me, it was the fact they touched a lot. They held hands. Like There was longing, gazes. Yeah, they were so developing that. as people. Developing together, like, you know. And then there was the whole... The, another thing that did it for me was the fact they hid their relationship. You know, because she obviously runs away mm-hmm. from the maids all the time. Which, to me, was like, oh, you know, secret queer romance. But you got to consider... and. The, that but there is a cultural difference in intimacy in Japan and intimacy in the Western world. Because, like I said, I've never, I've, I've only ever held hands of people that I've intended to like. Woo, romance, yeah. court. Obviously, not when <laughs> I'm holding a child's hand, but you know, like anyone my own age, I mm. would only really like touch them and stuff if we were. Do you get what I mean? Which is yeah. totally wrong. I find it really weird, but it's so hard to unlearn because you're obviously just taught. Or not mm-hmm. taught, but it's like instilled in you. Like, yeah. don't. Not don't, but that's not what we do here, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I think that part of the reason there's such a big backlash is because the West, within, and it is mainly within Western audiences, is because when you act like that, that the expectation is romantic, but I think in Japan they that's just friends. I look at mm-hmm. other animes, you know. Yeah. Like I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there's a few. There's there's a lot of queer anime out there. So Yeah. Oh, we should do Yuri on Ice. We should. We should also do Madoka Magica. That I've was my that first well. 
that was my first queer anime and I was like holy shit <laughs> fucking I New hate path is unlocked this little that little blue haired bitch and the little red haired bitch fucking, I thought they were cool no I loved them but I also oh. hate them I have a very complicated relationship with um yeah, we'll cover that in the Madoka Magica yeah. episode. But we're not, that if it's not on the list already, it will be when we it finish is recording. On the list. Yeah, Archie agrees. I heard a wee gurgle back yeah, there. Yeah, I know yeah. Archie. Right, you be a good boy and say that. Right, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's kind of my ten pence. Mm-hmm. What's your ten pence? I think. If you're listening to this, it's just Archie making weed noises. You know, babies make noise. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Bob. I think I agree with like it was more people in the West that were like uppity about you know being quote unquote queer baited, but I don't necessarily think that we were. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that we were queer baited on purpose. Like, obviously, from the West, like, with the whole intimacy thing that you were discussing, like, we kind of picked up, we were like, huh, hmm, you know, that's, that's a bit, it's a bit fruity, it's a bit, it's a bit queer. What's up with that? Why are they holding hands, hmm? Um, <laughs> but, um, compared to other shows that actively queer bait, um, for, you know, to get more seasons, like, one I can think of off the top of my head is like BBC Sherlock. I was thinking that as well. Um, they might have queer baited the Western audience, but it wasn't like a marketing ploy. Yeah, it wasn't intentional. And while there are queer undertones, like kind of realizing your identity, coming of age, I mean, those kind of themes are universal. So regardless of what, I guess, category you fall mm-hmm. into, it's not gonna. You know, it's not purely one experience. You know, it's quite... It's a jack-of-all-trades kind of thing. It's just like... It's all rounder. All around it, there. So, would you like to tell the audience um, the theory that had my mind spinning? So, there's a theory that Anna takes on the role of Marnie's boyfriend because when Marnie was like old and told baby Anna the stories but she forgot and they remained in her subconscious so when she came back to the location she remembered them but she remembered them from the perspective of Marnie's BF because boy, <laughs> boyfriend BF <laughs> yeah BF because yeah um because she knew Marnie's perspective she knew Marnie what Marnie did and that was the per- only person's role she could take because she's a young person to go with being it's so it's weirdly com- yeah yeah so that's See, another when reason. you were saying bf i just got you know that song where it's like she my best friend she a real bad bitch <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we need to make an edit of that we do oh that'd be so funny just them running around the countryside <laughs> with that song going um but do you think that the queer bait baiting intentional or unintentional um, do you think it ruins the film? Archie does. Um, Ar- Archie but, 
that has an opinion. What is your opinion, baby boy? Right. I may have to pick him up. Just give me a second. Right. Uh, Don't you eh me. Eh yourself, Archie. Oh. <laughs> right. I'm going to be good and sit there. It's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> okay. I agree, Archie. <laughs> Does it from, ruin the film? From my personal perspective, yes. When I put my, like, film podcast head on no it doesn't because like you said it's a jack of all trades and you can't dismiss that the like it's quite a pretty film i think mm-hmm. and the story that it tells isn't a bad story it's just not the story that we thought we were getting yeah it, like when you're when you said that it reminds me of a film that came out the year after crimson peak Directed by Guillermo del Toro. Do not start me on Crimson Peak. I'm still angry about that. So basically, for those who don't know, because I was like wanting to see this in the cinemas, but I was too scared. But (laughs) I got it as soon as it came out on like DVD. Like I bought it. I was like psych because I like Guillermo del Toro. Um, It's advertised as a kind of horror film. But in reality, it's a gothic romance. Yeah. It's not quite the, yeah. It was yeah. You said it was marked as a horror, and then there wasn't like a lot going on. Yeah, there was just a few ghosts. Like yeah, just you know, connect all about and incest. He's it's never be... watched these two films, but like he agrees. <laughs> yeah, don't be really funny, brother. He's looking at the microphone that on my little headset, like so hard. Uh-oh. He's looking so happy though. I'm I'm so happy he's so happy like just being here. Yeah. Uh, we have our third host people, yeah. What's your hot take, Archie? Go on. You can do it. That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Good Mind shattering. Do you think it ruins the film though? Um no, <laughs> I no, think the twist, the twist is certainly a twist and kind of British ghost stories in general have weird twists like that all the time. I didn't know that this was a British book, like an English book, um, until we were doing this plan. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think I'm not surprised because the Howl's Moving Castle was also a book. Howl's Moving Castle, right. They should have. They should have made Christian Bale have a Welsh accent. I stand by this because he's Welsh in the book. There's a whole bit where he goes to Wales and he's like wearing his old rugby jumper. Aww. Why? Do, there's so many good Welsh like voice actors as well that they could have got. Like it's not like you're in short supply, is it? Yeah, I mean Christian Bale does a good job, but he that's for the Howl's Moving job. Castle episode. Oof. Oof. Will you be Oof. here for that one, actually? Yeah. Like, yeah, just grunts. Yeah, fair enough. I'll take it. Yeah. We'll make a wee film critic of him yet. We will. <laughs> so that has been Film Query. Our socials are, our Twitter and TikTok are at Film Query and our Instagram is at Film Query Podcast. Our website, um, which is always listed in our little Spotify description, but like where we describe kind of what we cover in each episode. Um, that's pretty cool. You should check that out. Definitely should. Chloe worked very hard on it. Yeah. 
have some cool effects. Whoa, cool effects. Uh, have some cool effects going on there. And yeah, that's been Film Query, and we will see you next week. You know, next week. get in touch with us if you have a different take about when Marnie was there. If you have a mind-blown, earth-shattered... Yeah, what he said. Do you want to hear about the other theories? Yeah. Yeah, I'll make, I'll make sure to read them to you then, if people send them in, okay? Is that alright with you? We'll make yeah. little noises there, and lots of happy faces. Yeah, Archie's our third host now. You're yeah. just going to have to live with it. Yeah, he's going to listen to this little goose. Yeah, um, you, it might not have his wee picture on the website, but he's, he's there in our hearts. He's always here in spirit. Yeah, well, and literally. <laughs> and, lit- and today literally, yeah, and I imagine maybe he will be more. You felt great. We will see you next week. See you next week.